Welcome to No Judgments Here, your podcast about music and nothing but music. I am your host, Mike, and with me is the soon-to-be father of two, Mr. William Hendricks. <laughs> Sir, how are you doing this evening? Uh, one week away, man. Very I know. I was... I don't know why I had March in my head, but when uh, you said uh, one week, I just about had a heart attack. I know. It's the same here. (laughs) Is is it sinking in? I bet Erica's ready. Yeah, she's definitely ready. I would say, yeah, it's it's definitely sinking in. Erica's uh, obviously very, very pregnant. Uh, Symptoms are all there. We're, We're ready for this to be over with, but... Holy mother of Lord, as you know, what a different life we're about to lead into. Yes. I mean, uh, obviously, I've got four kids, and they're all pretty close in age. Um, so I know exactly what you're going to go through. And uh, you are, as they say, in my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, you're, <laughs> you, I, I look up to you. That's my title of how to do this. No, no, no. Don't do that. (laughs) Smartly, you did it 15 years earlier, almost 20 years earlier. So, yeah, we we took two entirely different paths. We did. We did. But, you know, it is going to be an enjoyable path. um, And, uh, you know, you're going to have smooth sailing from here on out. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, one week to go, unless the child, the baby, the toddler, the newborn uh, decides it wants to come earlier. So we'll see how this next week goes. Right on. Well, we will be waiting, anticipating uh, with bated breath. We will be ready to go as soon as we hear the news. Parties, popping popping bottles, snapping collars, mm. whatever it is they say. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, well, let's rock and roll. I know. I know. We said that we were going to do this on a weekly basis, and we're we're a few days past our weekly basis. Yeah, but we we're, we're we're coming to you a lot sooner than we have been. So let's get it pop. Let's get started. What's what's new in the news? Yeah, it's it's difficult. We're it's difficult, and it's about to get even more difficult. So we're just going to do our best. That's all we can. That's all we can really do. Well, yeah. Uh, man, the news, the news. You know, you know, the last. It's been kind of quiet since the last we spoke in in music news. Um, I will say that uh, we 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 spoke uh, a lot on the When We Were Young festival last time we spoke. Yep. And I, I think they had announced that night that they were doing a third day. That third day, the pre-sale happened. It instantly sold out. They could just continue doing this forever as long as they want. I don't know if they're adding any more shows. They obviously have the opportunity to add a fourth show on that Halloween weekend. But so far, three shows, three sellouts. It's crazy. Um, nothing real exciting has happened. Poison announced a lineup both in Tulsa and in Council Bluffs. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure who they're going to be joined by in Council Bluffs, uh, but they're joined by uh, Tom Keeper, uh, Cinderella, and uh, same LA thing. Guns. I think it's is it Stephen Stephen Piercy. Oh, okay. Stephen Piercy. I believe. Mm, I believe that's, that's very, who it that, is. Not very exciting. All right. Well, I'd rather see rats, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're not if you're not uh, going to the stadium tour, which my understanding is it's still happening. Uh, really? 
Yeah, I, I mean, if you look at the the Tulsa date for poison and the Council Bluffs date for uh, poison, uh, the Tulsa date is right smack dab uh, after Dallas and Houston for the stadium tour, and the the Council Bluffs date is right after Kansas City and Denver uh, for the stadium tour. So it looks like that tour is happening. And Poison's doing some uh, headline shows on the side, which is cool because Poison does not tour very often. Usually, it's it's uh, Brett Michaels doing his weird solo thing, kind of what yeah. uh, Stephen Piercy and, and and Tom Kiefer are doing, um, uh, amongst others. So, you know, I I love Poison, one of my favorite '80s bands, top three or four. <clears throat> if I don't go to the stadium tour, which I have no idea what's going to be happening this summer then I would definitely, definitely think about going to see Poison, Tom Kiefer, and L.A. Guns at the BOK Center in Tulsa, depending on what other concerts are out there. Um, Black Keys announced a tour. Uh, the good thing about their announcement of a tour, I don't know if you got to see it, Mike, but they had a, uh, they had a tour video promo, a tour announcement promo. Did you have a chance to watch that? No, I didn't. Ah oh, man, I would encourage anyone to watch it. It was hilarious. It was basically a take of all the parents out there that are going to these um, these meetings, uh, school board meetings, and yeah. making an asset of himself uh, based off of mask and COVID and uh, the critical race theory and whatever else parents are mad about these days. Well, this time they're mad that the Black Keys are coming to their town, um, and it's an hilarious. I think about three minutes. Uh, infomercial for the Black Keys uh, announcing their tour. I, I thought it was great. Uh, they're touring with the, the Band of Horses. Uh, they're playing here in Rogers at the Walmart Amp. I want to say the, the date is October 13th. They got Erica excited. Erica doesn't get excited about very many tour announcements anymore, but really? she, was, she was gung-ho about the Black Keys and Band of Horses being announced. So maybe uh, maybe in October she, she may be going to her first concert in like in three years at that point. That would be exciting. That would be yeah. huge news. That would be huge news. We'll see what happens. Uh, the number one album and the number one single in America might belong to a Disney movie. I don't know if you've heard of this or know anything is about this it. From the, is this from the movie Encanto? Or... Encanto, that is correct. Good job. Way to step up there. I have Encanto. not seen the movie. I don't know anything about Encanto. Yeah, I, don't, I know nothing of Encanto. Uh, but the uh, the album has now been number one for like four straight weeks, maybe three straight weeks. Um, it's basically the Morgan Wallen of 2022 is, is kind of what I'm gathering here. And it's the number one single in America, something about the life of Bruno. Um, my understanding is it's like the first, I'm trying to think of what the wording was, the first Disney single to go number one that was written by one person or some weird stat like that but uh really it's out there yeah uh speaking of morgan wallen he's still in the top five everybody he's not going anywhere uh he he, his uh tour date in rogers was just put on sale last week i don't know what the delay was but it sold out instantly the only way you're getting in now is platinum tickets which were all five hundred dollars um outside of that oh uh today mike uh, the rock and roll hall of fame nominees were announced Um, yes they were uh, not a bad list. Uh, there's obviously everybody always looks at the snubs. You were quick to point out that uh, um, Iron Maiden uh, Iron Maiden was not on the list, which is very. I, I don't understand why Judas Priest would be on the list, but Iron Maiden is not on the list. I find that very very strange. Um, 
it just it goes to show. Obviously, they're they're dumb. Um, <laughs> I I don't I don't I really at this point I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, you know, it's every year is somebody different. Um, Billboard actually put out odds. Oh, really? On on who is going to make it? Do you do you want to go through it? Yeah, let's 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 see okay. who's going to make it. All right, so we'll I, start I have off. to think that Dolly Parton is their favorite, right? I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll get there. Okay. Um, Fila Kuti. Um, I don't really know who this is. Besides, I think he's an Afrobeat icon. Yeah, um, he's not familiar to a whole lot of American uh, rock hall voters. But um, they say that he is eight to one. Okay. Judas Priest, eight to one. So they've got the he's got they've got the same really? odds as Fila Kuti, wow. which is insane to me. The Eurythmics <laughs> and Devo are six to one. Okay. Dion Warwick six to one. Wow. Okay. Kate Bush five to one. Wow. Okay. New York the New York Dolls and MC Five, who I think are. This, they were on the ballot last year. Yeah, I think both of them were. Yeah, it's correct. Yeah. And their odds are five to one. Um, Lionel Richie, who is one of your favorites and one of mine Absolutely. as well, yes. um, his odds are four to one. Okay. A tribe called Quest um, should be a no brainer because they, they were huge in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, innovators, you know, um, four to one odds. Um, Rage Against the Machine is seven to two. <laughs> is that high? I mean, I'm not very good on odds. Well, it's better than four and one, so okay, it, that's good. Okay, um, Carly Simon, who I can't believe is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's crazy. Three to one. Pat Benatar, two to one. Duran Duran, two to one. Eminem, three to two. Wow. Beck. Three to two, Dolly Parton's even money. Okay, so Dolly Parton but, is their favorite. Yeah, but that's strange to me as well. That Dolly Parton, her first nomination. Yeah, that's pretty strange. I mean, she's been doing it for fifty years now. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure why she's been excluded from the list before now. Um, but it, I mean, kind of like Tina Turner last year, though, right? I mean, as yeah. a solo act, she was in with Ike, but last year she became she got in with uh, as her solo act and so now i guess dolly gets to get in that tina turner spot um yeah i don't mind those odds um i mean eminem eminem gets in i was surprised that beck uh, they they feel like beck is going to be one of i i I like beck a lot Uh, i just didn't realize he would be that far up Uh, i'm guessing this is his first year to be eligible uh, so they, they're thinking that Beck's going to get it on year one. Um, Eminem, I think, is a lock. I think Eminem, I think Dolly Barton are locks. And then the, the, the other three will be interesting to see what happens. Does Rage get in on? Because this is their fourth time on the ballot. Yeah, I don't think Rage is getting in. I think it's tough because, I mean, what they did was I mean, pretty outside the box. There's not a lot of bands like them, but it was uh-huh. so short-lived. It was three albums, and they were done. But, I, 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 you know, it just depends on what your criteria is to be into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. To me, 
Um, if you well, look at are a major, yeah, if you're right, that's a good example. If you're a major influence, um, if you've somehow changed the musical landscape, um, you know, if, if you've become one of those forever arena headlining uh, acts, legacy acts, I, I feel like you deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Tom Morello is one of the greatest guitar players out there, and Zach De La Roca was one of the most electrifying singers there was. Uh-huh. Um, and based off of that criteria, I would say that, yes, they are in, even though they've been mostly dormant for the last 22 years. I agree. But Tool's so, not in, though, right? No, no. Oh, no. And they're not, and they're not nominated. No, and neither is Allison Chains. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> what so about Soundgarden? They're not, they're not in either, right? No, I don't think so. They're not even on the ballot this year. There you go. I don't think Soundgarden's in. No, I don't think they are either. I mean, I know there's an article. I'm sure Consequence. I, I think I saw Consequence. They're not, already they're not. Listed their article of snubs, which is one of the favorite things that people like to do, which is what we're doing right now. Is automatically thinking of bands who have been snubbed. So I don't so think here's, that here's a list. Gets, gets in. Here's people that are they're not even nominated B 52s, okay. Joy Division, New Order, Cool in the Gang, okay. the, the Pixies, Outcast, Barry White, George Michael. Here's one for you Mariah Carey. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, come on. Mariah Carey should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Based on other people that are in there. Yeah, but it took Tina Turner until she turned 80. And now Dolly's like 76, 75, and she's just not getting in. I mean, of course, you don't want... Mariah shouldn't have to wait until she's 75 just because everybody else did. But right. I'm just saying. They're, they're so, a little behind the times on female stars let's appears. throw let's let's throw some numbers out here okay are you ready mm-hmm. yeah 200 man. 200 million records sold yeah 19 number one singles mm-hmm. the most of anyone number one singles in four separate decades also the most of anyone 82 weeks at number one which you guessed it is the most of anyone mm-hmm. so madonna mm-hmm. Pat Benatar, who could possibly get in. Tina Turner. Carol King. Oh, Tina Turner is officially in now. Oh, yeah, Tina. Yeah, but I'm talking about people that are officially in, that are in there now, and Mariah Carey is not in there, and she's been eligible since 2016. Gotcha. I don't know why I'm making a... You know... (laughs) Making a case for Mariah Carey. Hey, you feel strongly about this. Get Mariah. Let's let's start a campaign. Hashtag get Mariah in. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. consequence of sound's biggest snub is Oasis. Or, excuse me, not Oasis. Uh, Outcast. Really? Yeah, they say Outcast is the number one worst rock and roll Hall of Fame snub. Okay, yeah, there's that. I'm looking at that article now, too. I don't know, man. I mean, Soundgarden number five, Rage Against Machines, like number 14. 
Oasis, Nas, Wu Tang. Wu Tang should be in there for sure. The collective Wu Tang. Yeah. There's Iron Maiden at number 15. Yeah. Iron Maiden needs to be in there. Um, I thought I saw I saw an article from one of somebody that was on the board of that and it says the impact and their importance to rock and roll is not as significant or not significant enough. For who? Iron Maiden? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but just longevity, uh, you know, in itself. Longevity should count for something. I think so. Yeah. Because it's I not easy. So. It's not easy. Uh-uh. It's like, uh, you know, uh, we all know for the NFL, the average career span for an NFL player is basically three seasons. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the average is for um, music because there's been so many musicians signed to labels. I don't know if there's any way to average that. But basically, our main at this point is basically the top Brady of heavy metal. I mean, they don't get played on the radio, and yet they still tour stadiums and arenas worldwide on an annual basis, which is why I'm surprised to see Judas Priest on there over Iron Man, because Judas Priest doesn't do that. No. They can't. They don't pull that audience. Now, they're going on a 50th anniversary this year, but they're not going to pull the type of crowds that Iron Man. Yeah, they're not, gonna... they're not playing games, and they're not yeah. even playing. Are they even playing arenas? No, I think they're playing small, small arenas. So I, yeah, because I don't think I don't think they could sell out Pinnacle no, in Lincoln. Definitely not. definitely not. I think when they played the BOK Center a few years back, uh, they did half the arena. Um, I saw them at um, the last time I saw them was at Council Bluffs, uh, which was the amphitheater. Which I'm is a smaller amphitheater; it's like seven thousand people, I think. Um, so I mean, that's kind of the. They they do more of the the larger size theaters than doing an arena show. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So I mean, that's that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is all about. It's it's about conversation. I enjoy the conversation. It's kind of like the Grammys as well. Like we yeah. watch the Grammys, but I enjoy talking about what actually gets nominated and trying to figure out why it got nominated over other things. So you have five. You have a you have a vote, Mike. You can you can uh, pick five artists. Who are you putting into the Hall of Fame this year? Oh, Pat Benatar. Okay. Um, Eminem. Okay. Let's see. So that's three, right? Um, we were just talking about it. Why can't I? Where's my list? Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to put Judas Priest in there. All right. Okay. Mine's going to start with Dolly Parton and Eminem. I think they're the autos. And then. Uh, <clears throat> the next three are pretty tough. I want Rage Against the Machine in there. They're my favorite band in this list. That's three. Lionel Richie is four. Hmm, who would be my fifth? I guess I would put 
you know, I, w- I want Hard Rock and Metal to, to have their place. I would put Judas Priest in there, even though Iron Maiden should go in over Judas Priest. But uh, since they're not nominated, we're just going to put Priest in and hope that that means that Iron Maiden can get in next year. I like it. Yeah. So there we go. And when these actually get listed, we'll see that we probably got two right. I probably. feel like we're, we're probably going to get Dolly and Eminem right and then not the other 30. All right. Yeah. No, we're wrong. Yeah. So that was a long conversation about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, while we were talking about that, I came across some other things, but I've already forgot. Um, uh, 420 concert at Red Rocks this year is a pretty yeah. good lineup. Um, Ice Cube, uh, E40, Too Short, and Cypress Hill. Um, and then I think it's March, uh, a show at the BOK Center in Tulsa is Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, and Warren G. Um, now, again, as we all know, we've talked about this several times. These guys have a group, a super group called Mount Westmore. I don't uh, know why we're not getting more. Why would 420 show at Red Rocks? Not why Cypress Hill over Snoop Dogg, where they can just all four be there and then do a Mount Westmore set. I don't get it, would have made sense. Uh, Snoop Dogg is just as representative of weed as Cypress Hill is, yeah. Um, and then the same thing for the BOK Center show. It's cool that Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg and Warren G are together on one stage together, but why not just get two short D40 out there and get this Mount Westmore thing popping? Why, why is this not happening? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a scheduling conflict. I mean, I, I don't know. But what's even weird about it is that Snoop just played JJ's, right? Mm-hmm. And Ice Cube played JJ's. Yeah. And now they're playing the BOK. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of weird by the BOK because I think I think on one of our pods, I made the point that Nelly was both announced right. at BOK Center and JJ's Live. Uh, the BOK Center show is not happening. Uh, and so now it's weird that uh, with both Ice Cube, like you're stating, now they're both playing uh, BOK Center together. I don't think they can fill up BOK Center together. I think it'll be probably a half-sold arena show. Um, I, I just don't think Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube can pull an 18,000-seat arena in 2022. Well, I don't think so either. Yeah. But uh, isn't Snoop making a big announcement at the Super Bowl halftime? Uh, I haven't heard that, but I was I was going to go into that yeah. by stating that I'm hoping, you know, usually when it, one of these artists performs at the Super Bowl halftime show, it either proceeds um, or it's right around the same time that it, they, these artists announce a huge tour. Um, they've basically all done it. I don't know if there's been one artist that hasn't played the Super Bowl halftime show and it's followed almost immediately by a huge tour announcement. But with yeah. the, these artists, you can't really see who's going to announce a tour that would be a spectacle. Snoop Dogg by himself isn't going to do an arena uh, tour. Uh-uh. But if you put all these artists together, it could be yeah. Kendrick Lamar, I guess. But if you put all these artists together, you basically would get the Up and Smoke tour part two uh, which yeah. was from 1999, I think. It was Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, uh, Ice Cube, a couple of the other members. Uh, you know, to help me out with N- NWA, obviously not NCA. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, my hopes are, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would love to hear that these artists are now going to announce an Up and Smoke two tour happening this summer. Or could this, or could this be the long-awaited Detox album? 
Yeah, he could. Maybe, yeah. maybe Dre is. Maybe Dre's putting out new music. Yeah, I've kind of given up on that, but you never uh-huh. know. You right. never know. I'm pretty sure it, uh, maybe the thing that comes out of this as we were talking about this out loud is that perhaps this is the next step for Kendrick Lamar has been without new music for a few years now. So maybe it's yeah. time for a, a dropping of Kendrick Lamar stuff. So we'll see. Uh, we got about 10 days of speculation to see what comes out of this or if it's just a standalone Los Angeles halftime show of all five of them they all go their separate ways after the show and we never hear anything about it again i mean that's what happened with coachella 2012 you know we were all hoping there was going to lead to a big tour from that performance and it just never right. did. Nothing, never nothing ever happened oh speaking of the super bowl who's your pick Whew. boy uh man i'm i'm a joey b fan at this point right um, I just don't – there's no reason for me to bet against Joey B anymore at this point. Um, I think it should be a really good game, a close game. But I think I like Joey B in the fourth quarter more than I like Matthew Stafford in the fourth quarter. Doesn't, Matthew, it would Stafford, be, doesn't Matthew Stafford have, like, the most fourth, fourth quarter comeback? Uh, he might because he played for the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah. It's possible. Um I don't know that stat, but he certainly could. I'm I'm very happy that Matthew Stafford, after however many years, 10 years of the nightmare of Detroit, first season in L.A., he gets to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, but, you know, uh, everybody criticized the Rams for what they were doing, and it worked out. But uh, it hasn't right. worked out officially yet. They got to go to the, to the dance, but now they need to win it all. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm going to go Cincinnati 28 uh, 27. I'm, I'm going to give Evan McPherson their kicker. The game-winning field goal as time expires. Shooter McPherson. Yeah, Shooter McPherson. I like him. I right. like his moxie. He's got he's got good moxie for a kicker. He's got some swagger. He's got some swagger. I like it. But what do, you, what do you got? What do you pick? That's kind of what I'm thinking, too, is uh, Cincinnati. But the way that the playoffs have gone um, this whole entire year, I mean, it's really it's anybody's game. Um, just incredible football that has been played. The playoffs um, have been amazing. Yeah, so um, I would like to see Cincinnati as well. Just the fact because they beat my Raiders, um, and like you said, Joey Bur- Joey Burrow is he's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, to get sacked yeah, I, nine sacked nine yeah. times and still win a game, crazy. To beat the Chiefs, crazy. I love it. Anybody that beats the Chiefs is like my new favorite team. Yeah, down twenty-one to three. I I didn't yeah. think there was any way they're going to make a comeback in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. But Kansas City's got an issue. They don't have a they don't have a running back. Right. Uh, when you get up twenty-one to three, you got to depend on your running back at that point, and they don't have that guy. So it was it was interesting to see the comeback and right. Patrick Mahomes just go silent. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be a great game. I'll have a, a child. A new child in my life at that point for the game. Right. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be excitement all around, folks. Excitement all around. Cool. Any other news? No, I think that's it. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there are new news. I do want to mention that um, uh, as a uh, lifelong Pearl Jam fan, um, it's it's been quite a bummer having to wait on Pearl Jam to figure out what they're doing with their 2020 dates. I would bet. There's no way to look this up, I don't think. I would think that Pearl Jam is the only act 
that announced 2020 dates only for them to be postponed due to COVID and who have done nothing with those dates. I think everybody else has either canceled the dates or rescheduled the dates and gone yeah. back on tour. I mean, Foo Fighters are, are basically on their third tour since this all started. Pearl Jam announced the dates, you know, unlucky for them. Um, their album came out the week uh, that the COVID was, uh, you know, announced as a national emergency and their tour is supposed to start soon and thereafter. And then it's just been nothing since then. They didn't cancel the dates. They just yeah. put them on postponement and they're just hanging out there. And uh, it's, it's frustrating. I, I just want to add that. It's frustrating. They need to do something. Announce yeah. something. I thought that they then they wasn't there some sort of announcement. Some they made an ago? announcement that announcement was coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said at the end of the year uh, that they had been working with venues um, for dates to happen starting in May, and that an announcement was coming early in the new year. So here we are, uh, Groundhog Day. Well, I mean, they've got a European tour. Yeah, they got a, they, they've they've redone those European tour dates twice, and I don't know why they have no issues announcing the European dates, but they can't announce the United States dates. Huh. And Eddie's Follows. out on Eddie's out on a solo tour. Starts this starts, week. Starts starts tomorrow. Yeah. Starts tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, obviously, he's not the dissenter of the crew. I guess. Oh, somebody else, know. somebody else is the dissenter. He's he's going on tour with Chad Smith and Josh Klinghoffer as his guitarist and drummer. The Red Hot Chili Jams, I guess you can call them. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I, I look forward to seeing what the set list looks like. Um, his new album's also dropping next Friday, so that'd be exciting. Something to review here coming up next Friday, as of the eleventh or the fourth. The eleventh. The eleventh. Because okay. I hate to see him go head to head with Jarrett Johnson. I, I would hate that for him as well. That would—it's probably why he's going to the eleventh. Yeah, they yeah, saw the—they uh, saw the date. Jarris Johnson's like, nope, no, nope, nope, we're not doing it. Not doing it. By the way, uh, I just wanted to state uh, also, as we keep going into the news, thirty minutes into this, uh, for Adele, the rumors and the stories that's happened as to why her residency has been postponed are ridiculous but yeah. always yeah. entertaining i mean yeah. there's been so many stories come out since the postponement it has to be awful for her because she's like a queen she's one of those artists who can basically do no wrong and that the fans will just it doesn't matter but this has right. been a serious serious misstep for her and uh, the stories and rumors that are coming out now stating that basically she's a diva but also uh -huh. stating that she's having relationship issues with rich paul who's lebron's number one guy i mean it's just the stories have been ridiculous uh, well i've so, also seen where she's having issues with her management and that they think that she's going to replace her management with rich paul that's so i mean rich paul could he could certainly be be angling for that for sure yeah. Rich paul wants to be the man but yeah, that's what I've seen. I've heard seen as well as that uh, some diva like attitude from Adele. Um, yeah, it's. I started well, laughing because I just read the article about that as well. Yeah, so. let's just hope none of that is true. Um, but again, the postponement of the entire residency made no sense, and he just felt like there was more to the story than what she was leading on to. 
and I'm not a big fan of people who postpone or cancel stuff and right. put COVID as the blame when it's uh, very easily, you can tell that it, that's not the blame. And we just continue to be, uh, uh, we talked about this last week, the inconsistency of what bands and artists are doing with the COVID. It's just, as a fan, it's just really difficult. Uh, but I'm happy to announce, uh, as we saw this week, Royal Blood announced two more dates for their North American tour, which is very, very, very positive news for the tour happening. And yes. Minneapolis is one of like four sold out shows of the tour. So let's go. I know. I'm, yeah, I mean, 79 days. Yeah. The boy asked me, he said, how many days is it? And I said, it's 79 days. All right. So, 79 days until Royal Blood. Very, very exciting. So, did you go to any concerts this week? No. No, I did not. How about you? I did. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Friday night, went and saw Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Um, opener was, uh, there was three openers. The first one was some local cat from Lincoln who was absolutely garbage. Can't remember his name, so therefore I'm not really going to have to run his name through the mud but he sucked um <laughs> let's see who was the next one next one was a guy named uh jerry robinson, jerry uh, robinson. Who, it's a good yeah. stage name but but well, his name his first name was spelled j-e-h-r-y oh there you go there we so go. so a little uniqueness he is on the uh strange music label um okay. he was he was pretty good um i liked him kind of had a little bit of a reggae vibe to him um, one of those rappers that kind of got that, you know, that that tone, that accent, that style. It, it, it was it was good. I liked him a lot. Um, okay. Then it was Joey Cool, um, hmm. who is another uh, strange label um, mate. Strange music, strange label, strange music mate. Um, he was good as well. Um, their sound was, I mean. The vocals were kind of buried in the mix, and and that's the one thing you really don't want at a at a hip hop show. Um, I want to be able to hear the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was kind of muddled at times, but stage presence was good. Uh, great energy from the crowd. Um, it was a sold out show at the Bourbon, nice. uh, which holds you know obviously about nine hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was packed. Uh, it was probably a super spreader event. Um, no masks. But yeah, I mean, uh, and then Tech came on and he was on for just about two hours. Um, just him. Usually he has uh, Chris Kalakoa on stage with him. Um, but it was just him. Just him and a microphone. No DJ nice. on stage, nothing. Um but he he absolutely killed it. Was doing all of his little choreography that he does to the songs. Um, the lyrics were on point. Um, some interesting facts that I learned throughout the show. Um, he's been sober for eleven months now. Mm-hmm. Good for time. So yeah, um, he said something about going to the doctor, and there was some you know maybe some minor issues, but he stopped drinking. Um, but he was. Obviously, talking to the crowd a lot. Um, you heard a lot of fuck COVIDs. Um, <laughs> Damn you, COVID. Yep. He was very excited about being on stage. Uh, 
at one point his microphone went out for about 10 minutes. He blew out the system. Um, so during that time he was, um, instructing females to show their breasticles. Oh, um, nice. so we were getting some of that. Um, uh, but again, I mean, you pretty much heard all the hits. So 10, mo- 10 minutes of breasticles. Yeah, pretty much. That's, yep. that's yep. special. And who did you go to the show with? Um, I went to the show with Kathy, um, okay. and my son, Kane, uh, my daughter Courtney was going to go, but uh, she decided that she didn't want to go. She had a headache. Um, okay. So my nephew, Nate, went with and our friend uh, Jesse, who's a friend of the show. Okay. Um, yep. So we went at a great time. Good. Didn't get Very home till about 2.30. Cause I lived about two hours from Lincoln. So it was a very late night for me. That's rough. Um, Trey, our buddy Trey, went to a couple of shows over the weekend. Um, went and saw Elton John, and I think he went and saw Tool as well. Correct? That is correct. Let me see. Do you? I, I got it? the reviews up. If you want to okay. hear this, well, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk, uh, talk so, about it. Yeah, we'll start with Saturday night. He went to see Elton John on Little Rock. Uh, he's had these tickets for approximately 750 days. Uh, this was wow. originally supposed to be in March in 2020, uh, right when the pandemic hit, I believe was the date, or maybe in July of 2020, one of those two. Um, so he stated that Elton was good. I'm glad it finally happened, considering I've been holding these tickets for so long. Played all the hits for about two and a half hours. I enjoyed all of the set list, but one song. Have Mercy on the Criminal. Wasn't very familiar with that one. And it kind of just dragged on. Would have loved to hear Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's instead, but that's just me. You can certainly tell time has caught up with the man. Also, the fact he just had COVID. Uh, He didn't talk too much or move around much. When he did move, it was very slowly. Would have liked to have seen him at a younger age, but glad I got to see him. A bucket list show checked off. Uh, So that's great. Um, Absolutely. He went to that with his wife and a few friends. Uh, after the show, he was walking around downtown in the River Market in Little Rock, and Nonpoint was playing a show at the uh, Rev Room, and he said he got to uh, listen to Nonpoint play uh, Bullet in the Head, which uh, I told him he should have stuck around for three songs. Should we stick around for three songs? And my idea, you've seen a concert, yeah. uh, but the wife uh, apparently was not having that. But he did say that Nonpoint sounded good while they were walking by. The next night, he drove by himself to Tulsa from Little Rock uh, to see Tool with Blonde Redhead, um, one of Erica's best friends from Russellville, Janelle, uh, also went to that Tool concert, enjoyed it uh, with another one of our Russellville friends, Carrie. Uh, Tool said it, uh, Trey said it was good, couldn't hear the vocals at times, which is troubling. Uh, seems like they had the band turned way up and Maynard turned down here and there. The band did an uncharacteristic spot together, something I've never seen them do before. But I thought it was pretty cool. He didn't want to spoil anything because you're about to see them here in March. Yep. Um, also, Maynard, uh, although it wasn't a lot, was a little more interactive with the crowd than normal. Um, Trey looks forward to already seeing them again someday. Uh, and then he gave us permission to use this as his review whenever we record in mid to late February. <laughs> Jokes on yes. him. Jokes on February him. Second. So we did. We did try to throw. We tried to throw him off his case, though, and told him we weren't recording until March. Yes, but he didn't buy it. Yeah. So Trey got to see a double dip, um, and then I had another group of friends. So instead of doing my concert history, Mike, I've decided (laughs) this year 
for 2022, I'm going to do uh, an alternate alternative life uh, yeah. where I actually just go to concerts in the year 2022 instead of the life I'm leading. So I just want you to know this past weekend, I went to see Ludacris at JJ's Live on Saturday night uh, here in Fayetteville. And then on Sunday, I also went to the Tool concert in Tulsa. So two concerts okay. over the weekend. Great time. Luda was sold out at JJ's Live. The energy was popping. Uh, he played a greatest hit set, only about 75 minutes, which is pretty short considering the cheapest ticket to get in was $75. But you know what? I don't need a lot from Luda. That's perfectly fine. Right. As long as you play those hits, I'm good to go. Um, and then Tool, Tool's going to do what Tool's going to do. Six songs from the new album, uh, yeah. which I've been longing to see live. Finally got to see it live. So excited. So happy. Uh, it was great. Just a great atmosphere, a great environment. Tool just loves the BOK Center. I'm pretty confident every time they do a tour now, it includes the BOK Center. So I think that's awesome for reasons yeah, I know. Yeah, it seems like every time that they're out, that they're that they're you're always telling me that they're there. So but, yeah. Um, yeah, while I would love to be able to see Tool with you yet again, um, mm -hmm. when they're playing close to my home, I have to go there. I'm not going to drive all the way down to Tulsa. No, I, I get it. I get it. And I wish I was going to the, you know, the Tool show in Omaha that you're going to is my anniversary weekend. Yeah. Um, so I can I cannot go to that. Um, so I won't be there. Well, I'm glad that you got to see him this past weekend, then. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, got got that last last concert before the baby arrives. I think. No, you know what? That's not true. I also went to see System of a Down and Corn this past oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Monday in Phoenix, Arizona, the tour opener. Uh, it looks like their their shows in L.A. this weekend are finally happening. Those have been postponed, I think, three different times now. Um, so the the tour it's a short West Coast tour, Phoenix. Uh, I think Fresno, um, I think LA, I think there's one other city I'm missing, but the, it started in Phoenix. System of Down blew the place away. Corn uh, was good. You got to hear some new songs. You know, if you're if you're listening to their new singles, uh, they have a new album coming out on Friday. Corn was good. It's always good to see Corn, but really, System of Down, one of the best metal bands out there alive. Still, still doing it, even though they don't bring out new music. Well, they have two new songs. But yeah. other than that, you're, you're going there for the staples from 1999 but to 2005. Those two new songs, they're almost a year old, aren't they? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're almost a year old. That's correct. Okay. Well, maybe someday they'll get off their asses and record a whole album. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. I, don't I don't think we so. We can always hope. Um, we can always hope. Because I think, Serge, some of those al those songs that we heard – um, off Elasticity last year were meant uh -huh. to be System of a Down songs. And they just can't agree on anything. And so he just released them as solo songs. But Ooh, a 20, a really? 27, yeah, a 27 song set by System of a Down. <clears throat> 27 songs? Yeah, pretty amazing. Wow. 10 from Toxicity, wow. 5 from Hypnotize, 5 from Mesmerize. Only four from the debut album, which I don't like. I don't like that. They need more than that, but yeah. uh, that's okay. Ten from Toxicity. It's crazy. Jeez. That's Lord. pretty much almost the whole album, isn't it? Yeah. That's, uh, that's about as close as you can get, I think. Yeah. Huh. Well, shit. If I would have tried to plan it right and life wouldn't have happened, I would have been in Phoenix and could have seen System of Down in Corn. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. All right. You, well, you also could you also could have saw Skid Row Warrant and who was the third band? 
God, I can't remember who it was. Where can I? Oh, Winger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Winger. Man, how great would that have been? That would have been super. With the most rapey song of all time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, let's see. What tours, uh, what concerts got coming up? Anything coming up? I think I don't think so for this weekend. I'll have to double check the schedule when we convene again. I don't think there's anything happening this particular week, but I cannot confirm that at this particular time. Okay. I don't have nothing until March. Is Tool the next uh, concert? Tool is the next concert and then Dredo Van Fleet and then Royal Blood. Uh actually I'm gonna have Clutch thrown in there. Oh nice. So, yes. Well, then that brings us to some some reviews. All right. We got a whole lot of them. Yeah, four of them. We went. We went big. Of course, we, three of we them were like, yeah, like three of them are EPs. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's start with the non-point. Speaking of non-point, you know, obviously, uh, Trey seeing them or, you know, walking by nonchalantly and listening to a little bit. They mm-hmm. just released a new EP. I shouldn't say just released. It was at the beginning of of uh, December. Um, just a little five songer, you know. Uh, uh, interesting cover of "When Doves Cry." Um, what did you think about this album or this EP? I should say. Yeah, you know, eighteen minutes. Uh, it was a nice little. Uh, it was a nice little taste of hopefully something bigger to come by Nonpoint. Yeah. I've. I've been a, a, a fan of Nonpoint for a really long time now, um, yep. since the 1999 Streetwise days, where I where I helped uh, hand out swag after shows of Nonpoint. Um, you know, they're they're just a really fun hard rock band. I don't really know who's in the in the band anymore. I know the lead singer is still the same guy, Blaz, you know, or Elias. I think his name is Elias, um, and he's great. I, I really dig his voice. And the energy brings some concerts. I mean, I think one of these songs is either for UFC or WWE, some type of wrestling fight. It may be back in the game, um, uh, which is a good start. It's it's a good heavy. It's not too heavy, uh, but it's just a good heavy album. And they they've kind of gotten to this thing where they like to release covers um, ever since the Phil Collins cover they did quite a few years ago, which has really become like their biggest song. Bullet in yeah. the Head maybe their second biggest song. My favorite song from them is What a Day, which is one of their very first singles. Um, yeah. I thought the When Doves Cry uh, cover was good. Uh, nothing, you know, they, they don't they don't stray too far from no. the Prince path there. It's just a heavier, they just do heavier stuff with it. Um, but it still is very, very close to what Prince did with it. Um, but I, I think it's five good tunes. Um, yeah. And I'm hoping that this this is just them fucking around and there's an album coming out. I know 361 Degrees. They they made this huge deal about how they that they're they are now their record label. They are the they are the people behind the record label now. It's it's their record label. Uh, yep. So they're going to do things like this from here on out. So maybe we just start getting more and more EPs or singles here and there, and this is their blueprint on what they're going to do. But I, I thought it was a good offering. I enjoyed it. Uh, I agree totally. Um, the song that was used was on AEW's national televised event. It was ruthless. Um, the wind that does cry. I mean, I love Prince. Um, I I wasn't a big fan of the intro to the song. How it kind of slowed everything down. Um, 
but it, it picked up steam and I, I found myself enjoying it towards the end. <coughs> Excuse me. Are you playing it? Yeah. Yeah. I think care for this. Didn't like this part. No. It's kind of like that part, you know, in EDM songs where people are just waiting for the beat. They're waiting for the drop. Right. Like that. Because you know it's about the drop. It's just dramatics. Right. Dramatics. But it's actually got a uh, over one million streams. Really? Yep. Putting on point once. It's a shame they can only get people to listen to their covers, but you know, it right. is what it is. Well, it's kind of the same thing with Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> the Five Finger Death Punch is an arena selling band. But yeah, they release a lot of covers. Yeah. Alright, go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. No, that's all right. I I was waiting for waiting for the beat to drop. <laughs> so the next one was Turnstile. The uh, album. Hopefully, I listened to the correct one. Glow on. Yeah, glow on. Right? Glow on. Um, yeah. Not uh, not my cup of tea. You know what I yeah. found uh, interesting uh, uh, is when I when I started uh, kind of researching who Turnstile was. Uh, like everybody, every article says they're a hardcore punk band. Uh-huh. And when you listen to this album, there's nothing hardcore uh-huh. <laughs> about this album. So I would be very interested to hear uh, their other stuff. Um, well, based on this album, I don't think I will listen to their other stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I tried to listen to it a couple times. Um, I got through it because it's just so short. But mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't understand it. I mean I don't. It just didn't wasn't coherent. It just nothing grabbed me. It was just was noise. It was noise in the background. That's all it was to me. I just could not. I didn't like any of it. None of any it. Any of it. Nope. Nope. I was looking on the Amplified Live website today, uh, which is a venue in Dallas. I think it's like 3,000 capacity, something like that. Downs playing there May 22nd. Yeah. Um, and Turnstile is headlining a show there. Sold out. And these guys, really? you, you know you know where this album ranks on Rolling Stone's top 100 albums of 2021? If you tell me number one, I'm going to puke. <laughs> no, but number eight. Wow. Number eight. The Future of Rock is how it ended. Uh, Turnstile. The Future of Rock. What? Yeah, that's what it said. No, they're not the future of rock. Jared Johnson Johnson just got a tattoo that says future of the rock, uh, future of rock on his belly. On his belly. Yeah. Yep. Well, I I will say this. I didn't hate it like you hated it. I I, I like the choruses. I I think uh, I could see this being a fun concert. Um. Hey, when I played on Spotify, uh, there's concerts going on in the background. They look like one of those bands that do those swinging kicks, you know, those things in the pit where the fans are, like, swinging their arms and swinging their legs instead of just 
than a normal mosh. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I think Turnstile has one of those fan bases, and perhaps that's their singer as well. Um, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, one of the things I kept going back to was Jimmy's Chicken Shack. <laughs> and I was like, surely they're, they're – it just to me sounded like Jimmy Chicken Chat album from nineteen ninety eight. Did you ever listen to Jimmy's Chicken Shack? No, I can't say that I did. They had a song they had one hit song called High, but I actually liked their entire album. Um and I actually saw them at uh Jimmy uh, excuse me, Jimmy, uh the New Daisy Theater in Memphis, Tennessee in nineteen ninety eight with and my boy Andy Hatley. Um wow. and kind of listening to some of these songs and the, the lead singer. I, I just kind of, they just kind of give me that vibe, but it also give me that vibe of like maybe earlier, some, sometimes it was like early 311 or Incubus. I just didn't, I don't, there's nothing in this that to me was hardcore punk. It was punk because each one of the songs were like a minute and a half to two minutes long, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's 15 songs, 32 minutes. Um, other than that, I, I didn't see anything that was hardcore about it, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate it like you did. This is Jimmy's Chicken Check. You you remember this song? Okay, I remember this song. Yeah, great song. In fact, that entire album, really, really good. I go back and listen to that. But yeah, I did like so, that song. Uh, you know, uh, for me though, uh, you know, again, one of the reasons I wanted to review it because uh, Turnstile is getting a lot of buzz out there. Um, and listening to the album, I will say I, I agree with the part where. I don't really understand what the buzz is about. I don't, I don't yeah. know where, where people are hearing these songs. Uh, my only guess could be that I feel like they're probably just a really good live band. And from that live show, it's creating a lot of buzz about them. Well, maybe that's the case. And if they were the, uh, if they were like the undercard of, of a band of, of a show, maybe they would win me over, but Based on what I heard on this, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Well, you know, you live and you learn. Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize they've been a band since 2010 <coughs> from really? Washington, D.C. area. So this is like their fourth album, I think, third or fourth album. So, yeah, they just came to my attention late last year. Okay. Well... Thank you for introducing something new. Um, too bad I just didn't care for it. Yeah, it was too bad. That brings us to uh, another interesting album. Mm. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Tetro Diera Volume 1. <laughs> Is that right? Wow, beats me, man. I, I think I think that's right. We can say and, it's right. And it's from the band, is it Mainskin? I don't know that part either. Maniskin, Mainskin. Maniskin, Mainskin, Mainskin. Yeah. Who knows? They're from Italy. So you uh, you wanted to you wanted to include these guys based off that song Begging, right? Yeah, Begging, which was not on this album. No, because that was from 2017. Yeah, yeah, way, um, way long ago. And why it now just is a big song? Because I think it's was in a commercial, wasn't it? I think that's correct. But on this album is this song. I want. I want to be your slave. Yeah, which is a great rock tune. 
and the lead singer has a really cool voice in this song. Yeah. But it was yep. the only song on this album that I understood what the hell was happening. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm shallow or just like any kind of foreign language, but I don't know what to do with foreign language albums. It's why I can't listen to The Hue. It's like, even though Romstein's a really good live band, right? I can't sit there and listen to Romstein albums because I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I, I mean, I at this point, I believe Romstein's probably talking about something sexual. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just don't know what's going on in these songs. Um, and this is not, these guys are not hard rock. They're poppy rock. Yeah. Um, much more on the poppy side. Like, I think they get played on Alt Nation on, uh, on Sirius XM. But I mean, I would I would definitely think these guys are really on the pop side of, of rock. But this I Want to Be Your Slave is a good song. Vegas is a good song. I just, there's nothing else that grabbed me uh, to where I was like, ooh. I, I did I did attempt. I was like, maybe there's an English version of this album that I could listen to, but I could not. I couldn't find it. So I don't really have much to say about it. I, I don't like foreign language albums. It didn't, it didn't grab me. Thankfully, it was only 29 minutes. Um, so I, I got my Italian in my life and I moved on. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, I really did. And, you know, the, I did struggle because of the fact I didn't know what they were saying, but I just from the music, um, you know, I thought, I think there's a really good power ballad on there. Um, I just don't know what they're saying. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I I grooved. I mean, it, 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 the the music, the background, the music is is on point. I mean, they're good. I just wish I knew what they were saying. <laughs> it's kind of hard to sing along when I don't know any Italian. Yeah. Besides, Bofangu. Uh, I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> like. One of the songs is called "In Nome del Padre." Uh, yeah, probably that means something about your father. Maybe that's that's a that's a that's part of a religious thing. I don't okay. know. But so here here are the titles: um, "Zidi e Buoni," um, "Coraline," "Lavidi uh, su Gomiti," and then "I Want to Be Your Slave," "In Nome del Padre." I think it's in the name of the Father. Okay. I think that's what it means. Look that's at me. Right. Um, then there's For Your Love, which was an English song as well. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Um, La Pora del Bullo. Go ahead. And, and then uh, Ventani. Which one was that? This is For Your Love. Yeah, I'm just I'm just playing the English songs. Ah, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh number five on the Austrian album chart, number three on the uh, Belgian Belgian albums, um, number sixty two on Canada, number three in the Czech Republic. Number four in the Danish <laughs> albums, uh, number two in the Dutch, number one in Finnish, twenty-five in the French albums. Um, let's see if it's made anywhere on the U.S. charts. U.S. hard I'm rock sure albums, yeah. number nineteen, number nineteen. 
um, US, U.S. Heat Seekers albums on that's Billboard yeah. uh, number mm-hmm. four. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> you know it's definitely on the on the charts. So yeah, they're on the they're on the come up. I mean, you know, you get put on Saturday Night Live. Someone's yeah. taking recognition on what you're doing. So I mean, granted, Good for it was them. Based on, it was based on a song from 2017, but you know. That's a pretty goddamn good song. It is. <clears throat> I definitely agree with that. That uh, final album, mm. the eighth studio album by the Danish rock band Volbeat. Um, I don't know how this was not on our radar at all. Yeah. Um, Trey says it was. I don't I think Trey was that. joking. I think Trey okay. was joking with that. Okay, because I don't remember that ever being said. Um, but it was released on December 3rd, 2021. The album is Servant of the Mind. This was an album. <laughs> 60, yeah. 61 minutes. Mm-hmm. What's... Yeah. Um, you know what? There's something about Volbeat that I just can't get all the way into. And I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't know if it's the dude's voice and the the fact that he tries to be Elvis at times, it seems like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes his voice doesn't match the hard rock that's being played behind him. Um, and I don't, I, I've seen him on concert a couple times, and this album is just another thing. I listen to it, and there's some good songs on here. Yeah. But as a whole, I just didn't dig it. And I don't know, I cannot picture, I, I can't figure out what it is. My only guess can be that it's the lead singer's voice. There's something about the lead singer's voice and his style of uh, the way he sings that I just can't get past. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will say the one song on here that I really, really, really loved and I listened to it multiple times was uh, Dog in Four, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. It's with a, a female lead singer who I've never heard of. Um, her yeah. name is Stein Bramson. Um, yeah. She's from a band I've never heard of. But man, she, in this particular song, dude sounds really good. It's kind of a ballad, and he he and the girl together, the harmonies were really, really beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. song, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I would say, if I tried to get into this album, I would start with this, and then I would kind of work around it and try to figure out what else I can like about it. But I don't know, man. I just can't get into Bull Beat. There's some there's some type of block that's not allowing me to just become a Volbeat fan. And oddly enough, they're touring with Ghost. And I can, yeah. Same same thing with Ghost, man. I just can't get into Ghost where I can listen to Ghost multiple times. So the, no. those are two bands that you know for whatever reasons. And again, it could just be that they're not American. Maybe I have issues with non-American <laughs> bands. Is that well, is that xenophobia? Is that what that is? Is that what that's, is that called? What that's called? I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, I, I would I say I would say this album is a C plus. Really, uh, some some good hard rock tunes. I think the yeah. other song I liked on here was Shotgun Blues. Yeah, um, I like that one. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to listen to it, and I don't know if I'm gonna give it the chance that it really deserves. I'm gonna have to listen to it more often to see if I can get into it even more. Maybe they'll be at the Louder Than Life Festival, and I'll see them in concert again. And that I'll, I'll, they'll finally something will finally switch over. 
Yeah, I mean, Volbeat for me is one of those bands where I don't actively seek out to listen to them. Um, I have a few of their songs kind of in my general playlist of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it really kind of is the voice. It's too clean. You know what I mean? Too clean. Too clean. It, it, there's not any grit. There's no growl. There's it, you, When you hear a hard rock album, you kind of expect to hear that. Or you expect mm-hmm. to hear, you know, a surge or, you know, somewhere along those, you know, that type of voice. His voice, it, it just doesn't fit. <laughs> but, again, I like Volbeat. I've seen him in concert. I mean, they opened for Slipknot. So, you know, they tour with these weird with these weird bands that it just doesn't fit. But Yeah, last time the... I saw them, they were the openers for Metallica. Yeah. But you leave the show appreciating what they did. You know, they put on a good show. And maybe it's just the the difference in the in the music between who they're opening up for that mm-hmm. just kind of it just sticks with you. Um but I mean that song that you were talking about with uh, the Stein Bramson chick. I mean, I really liked that. It kind of reminded me of the, uh, oh, God, what is it? the lonesome, lonesome, uh, God, what is it called? It was a big hit for them. Reaper, where have you gone? <laughs> lonesome Rider, that's the name of the song. You know what I'm talking about? Featuring Sarah no. Blackwood. You don't know what I'm talking about. Hang on. I will have to load it. Oh, we got to get past the ad. Stupid ad. Can you hear it? Yeah. (laughs) You've never heard the song. Oh, hold on. Who is this? This is Volby. This is Volby. Oh, there we go. No, I... See, this song has a really Elvis vibe about yeah, it. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. So Who's anyhow. that girl? Who's that girl? Uh, God, what was her name? Sarah Blackwood. Sarah Blackwood. Okay. I don't know who that is. Um... I don't know. Let me look. She is a Canadian singer, frontman for front woman for Walk Off the Earth. Oh, interesting. It's, okay, it's a psycho Billy band. I know. I, I know. Uh, I know some Sarah Blackwood. Okay, there you Walk go. Off the Earth used to be a. They used to be a viral band. They did that weird cover of. Uh, I uh, I used to know her that where they all uh, wind up with this big guitar, um, the Gautier song. I think it's Gautier. That's how they yeah. kind of got popular. They used to do a lot of covers, kind of like Carmen from Seward, Nebraska, who, uh-huh. did, who did that Busta Rhymes uh, cover. Walk yep. Out the Earth used to do a whole bunch of covers, and they got viral, and then they started doing their own music, and they kind of lost uh, – their uh, popularity, but uh, yeah, uh, I love some walk off the earth videos, good stuff. She's okay. also very pretty, is she? Yeah, well, never heard not, that that, not, not, not that that matters, but just not that it matters, not that it matters. Um, yeah, so 
I'll tell you what, the critics love this album, this server of the mind. All music really? gave it four out of five stars. Blabbermouth gave it eight out of ten. Classic Rock uh, gave it four out of five. Uh, Kerrang gave it four out of five. Metal Injection, 7.5 out of ten. Right. So Well, good for them. Yeah. I mean, again, um, not going to go see a headlining show with Volbeat. Definitely not going to go see Volbeat and Ghost. Um, You're not going to go see them in Lincoln? No. It's coming up no. next week, right? Uh, two I, weeks? I believe so. I, I mean, you got to go so. for the, you should go for the show. For the content? Yeah, for the content. FTC. Nope. That would mean that I, I have to travel, and I really don't want to. I gotcha. I had to look up that walk off the earth. Somebody I, that I used to know, Gautier Cover. You should YouTube that. It's pretty unique. If you I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll check it out. But if you, you got to be careful because you will go down a rabbit hole. Uh, walk off the earth covers at that point. Okay. I just want to warn you. I've I've been on that. I've been down that rabbit hole multiple times. I go down rabbit holes a lot. So yeah, she's got a really cool voice though, which makes me want to listen to that Volbeat song just for that now. I'm surprised you haven't heard it. I mean, that was a pretty well, big deal for them. I probably heard it and I completely forgot about it because that's what Volbeat does to me. They're just, they're just, they're just a non-memorable band for me, uh, and I don't know what it is. I got you. So should, should we, we talk about own. Spotify? By the way, should we talk about what happened with Spotify this past week, or should we just move on from that? Well, I'm fine with talking about it. Okay. Uh, so if I think everybody surely is keeping up at this point, um, uh, so Neil Young made an ultimatum to Spotify that either Joe Rogan and his misinformation of COVID needs to get off of Spotify or they need to remove Neil Young's music from Spotify. Uh, this appeared to be a pretty easy decision for Spotify. Yeah. Uh, they removed Neil Young's music uh, mainly because they paid Joe Rogan $100 million to be an exclusive to Spotify. Right. Um, and so since then, a few more artists, old artists, I do want to point out, uh, Joni Mitchell, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, there's a joke out there that Joe Rogan is the one person that was able to reunite Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young uh, because they have now removed their stuff uh, from Spotify. Uh, Barry Manilow, um, a couple of other oldies out there. No like relevant artists to today's music 2022 have pulled out um due to this so far but i think what it's done i, I don't think neil young gave a shit about spotify because he's probably not making any money whatsoever right based off of the streaming royalties that spotify plays i think he just wanted i think i think his goal was made uh because spotify has since came out saying yeah they'll look at the policy procedures uh, they could do a better job of labeling misinformation on their site of podcasts. I mean, it's a very difficult thing to do because, I mean, this is going on Spotify. You think anybody at Spotify is going to listen to this podcast to see what, what accuracies or misaccuracies there is not? And, of course, we're not Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is the right. number one podcast host in the country somehow, some way. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And I don't hate Joe Rogan. I just right. don't understand why people are listening to Joe Rogan talk for three hours like three times a week. It just blows my mind. Um, so Joe Rogan kind of won this round, but I think that 
Neil Young also got his point across as well. It started a conversation about, you know, the misinformation that's out there. Joe Rogan, I think, did a pretty good job responding yes. uh, to Neil Young's criticism. I watched his 10-minute explanation. He said, he'll, you know, he wants to do a better job. He explained that, you know, there's no script. He's having a conversation with another person. And they're not necessarily fact-checking every single thing that's being said. They're having a conversation. And if some things are wrong, some things are wrong. That's how it goes in a conversation. So I think he did a good job of explaining how these conversations take place. You know, he, he gets proven wrong a lot with the people he talks to. He has people who, who share his his kind of views on COVID. And he has a lot of people that are, are there to kind of fight with him. He's had Dr. Sanjay Gupta uh, on the show to kind of, you know, educate him as much as he can. So, he, you know, he's a seeker of education or a seeker of truth as he's, as he talks it. Um, but uh, apparently, and I, I don't know how they came to this evaluation, but due to all this, Spotify lost their value by like $4 billion last week. Really? That's what I, that's what I read. So how much is Spotify worth? Do you know? Well, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I was surprised by the four billion mark spotify yeah. worth let's look that up real quick so really how many times are we gonna listen to this song sorry it just came up <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, so i don't I, this says spotify valued at about 36 billion dollars mike okay 36 billion and they lost about four billion off of that yeah, they're massive by just about every standard, more than 173 million listeners. And obviously the vast majority of its money coming from subscribers who pay about $10 a month. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll say 10% of their of their value based off that. Um, you know, I don't mind Joe Rogan. Um, like you said, you know, he does have a lot of, weird views and everything like that but when he is wrong he does own up to it so you know he doesn't bother me so much as say alex jones or Mm -hmm. you know ben uh what's his name ben shapiro or you know any of those other kind of lunatic uh fringe people that just you know it's their way or the highway um i can respect joe rogan for his views because he always will have an opposing view as well. And, you know, this ultimatums of people, you know, either it's either Joe Rogan or it's me, or you can't let somebody, I'm a firm believer in being able to say whatever it is you want to say, as long as it's not hateful. Um, you know, you're going to have your views. Um, but the minute you start wanting to take away the right to speak and, to do whatever it is that you do to earn money. Um, again, as long as you're not a Nazi or, you know, or anything like that, you know, you're going a slippery slope, man. I mean, I just, I don't get it. That's what I say. You know, when people start talking about gun control or taking away guns and the second amendment and all that stuff, I'm like, well, the minute they start taking away those type of amendments, the first amendment's going to go too. So, if that makes any sense. Yeah, uh, it's difficult because the, uh, you know, the argument goes around the fact that it's COVID misinformation 
and people who are listening to this are taking Joe Rogan's <laughs> opinion instead of, you know, the experts in the field. And, you know, we're, we're up to like 880,000 deaths of yeah. Americans since COVID started. Uh, the vast majority, the majority of them are preventable deaths. And it's because they're listening uh, to people who are spreading misinformation. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's, it's a difficult decision process to make. You know, yeah. we, we've seen what social media, we see what YouTube has done. Um, and, and Spotify, I think, are trying to balance what to do exactly. I don't think $4 billion is a huge hit now that I see they're working for $36 billion. But, you know, the, their CEO has come out and said, you know, some things this week, which I think is what Neil Young wanted. I think he wanted the conversation to happen. Because Neil Young ended up partnering up with Amazon Music. Um, and Consequence of Sound was quick to point out that Amazon does not have the best COVID history themselves. Right. So it's, it's you know, I mean, they're, you know, no matter where they, where Neil Young sided with, I mean, why is Neil Young okay with what Amazon's practices have been with COVID? And he had to look that up in the Consequence of Sound article. I'm not going to go into depth with that, but he's not okay with this. Um, Joe Rogan. I, and I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Neil Young's like a 75 year old man. I, I don't know what his thought process and I don't know what triggered him exactly at this point, knowing that we've been listening to these sound bites of Joe Rogan for like the last 18 months. Why wow. at this particular time, this is when he decided to take this stance, but you know, I, I think it worked out for both of them. No, I, I I'm fine with that. And, you know, and I'm not, let me, let me get this straight. I'm not saying that, that, what he does is right. You know what I mean? From my standpoint. But he has the right to express his views. Don't you think? Even if his views are wrong. He, right. Yeah, I mean, that, that goes in just into a really difficult conversation. If, if yeah. you are going to express your views but try to present them as facts instead of a, opinions then something there has to be there has to be a fact check there there has to be somebody to come across and say well wait, wait a minute that's not correct you're, you 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 know with the information he's spreading in the fact that he's the number one podcaster and that that comes with great responsibility so i mean it's it's really difficult in my opinion i think spotify should have some type of warning out there yeah. um if they do a review of joe rogan podcast that has clear misinformation that you can, you know, that can be proven factually that what is being shared on the pod is incorrect, then it should come with some type of misinformation label. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am fine with that, but taking him off the air is just not. Yeah, and I don't, I really don't feasible. think that was, I, yeah, I don't think that was really Neil Young's goal. I mean, I okay. know he gave that ultimatum. I just don't think that was really what Neil Young was going for. Right. Um, even though he I, said it that way. And that's what I mean by that is that, you know, you can't take him off the air and leave, you know, you can't leave NWA on there. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, not, I agree. That, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. And that's that. what I mean by that. Because again, you know, you start taking away that. I mean, what's next? That's my whole entire thing, you know, Correct. where does it, where does it end? But yeah. Yes, and you're kind of seeing that you know, on a completely different medium. There's a whole bunch of, Articles I'm starting to see of like parents trying to ban books in school yeah. districts. And yeah. It's like, yeah. 
and we're still doing that in 2022. Uh-huh. One, I'll I didn't realize how. we still read books in school at this point. I thought we did it everything <laughs> on YouTube and social media. Right. But I, there's like I, I see it every single day now. Like some yep. new school district is banning books. I was like, I can't believe we're doing that in 2022. It's just boggles my mind. I had to sign permission slips for that basically say that my kids are okay to check out whatever book they want from the library. Crazy. Yeah. Um, that they want parents want to be able to police what their kids are, are reading. It's unreal to me. Like I can't, yeah. I can't imagine being that type of father. Uh, uh-uh. no nope. chance. We know that I'm not. So, you know, I'll let my kids read and listen to whatever they want to listen to. But, you know, the minute you start acting like a jackass, then we're gonna have problems. Yeah. So, but let's let's just get off of this. I mean, it's too serious of a conversation. <laughs> too serious. Uh, Moving too on. Too serious. All right. So we did have a list. Yes. It was the top five bands that we wanted to see at Louder Than Life. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's 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 do this. Okay. Let's do this. Minor in no particular order. Because okay. I want to see all of them, and it doesn't really matter. So, well, I'll just start off right at the bat. I want to see Rise Against. Okay. You know, uh, cool. I wanted to see them. I've never seen them. Um, they've been around for a long time, and I just came new to the scene of them. Um, in the last year, I really enjoyed their last album. Um, I would love to see it live. Okay. So I kind of went a different route than just oh, you did? five bands. Uh, so I, I tried to think of how I wanted to do this. So I'm, I'm going to start with a, a band on the undercard I want to see. Uh-huh. <laughs> and since we just had the review, it's going to be funny. But I I now want to see Turnstile. Uh, so I want to see what the buzz is about. So a band from the undercard that I would like to see on the 2022 lineup is Turnstile. Oh, okay. So you kind of went underground, and I'm sure you're going to have the headliner in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, and I went, you know, like bands that I haven't seen or bands that I haven't yeah, seen for a fine. long time. So we, the we next make, one. That, yeah, we didn't, we didn't make We didn't really we didn't put make any, any rules cases on there. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, another band that I want to see that I've never seen, and um, who knows how long they'll be around, but down. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good I would, one. I would love to see that. I mean, obviously, seeing the live stream. Um, we were supposed to see Phil and the uh, illegals at Rocklahoma. We got gypped out of that. Um, they were doing a Pantera suit set, but uh, I do love the first two down albums. So I uh, would love to see that live. That's a great, great choice, Mike. Great choice. Thank I you. agree Thank with you 100% there. Um, so I went to, next, I went with a reunion. A reunion act, um, and it, Man, it's really all band, out. Yeah, it's a, it's a band that was supposed to be on the lineup last year, and they ended up having to cancel during, due to COVID. Uh, but they're still only like four shows into their reunion at this point. So I went with Mudvayne. Yeah, I'm hoping since they missed out last year that they are going to be back on the bill this year. Um, I haven't seen Mudvayne since 2009, I think. Uh, so Mudvayne is my reunion band. Um. I, I have to agree with you. They were on my list as well. Um, Mudvayne would be killer to see. Um, we know that they, they had COVID issues. Chad Gray had COVID. Um, allegedly, that's why he sounded crappy 
um, mm-hmm. during during those shows. Um, when the last time I saw them was only once, and that was with you at Sokol Auditorium. I can't remember what year it was. Um, so yeah, Mudvayne is the number two, number three spot on my list. Nice. Uh, so the band a little off the uh, beaten path uh, that you wouldn't just think of when it comes to Louder Than Life, which is generally uh, obviously rock, modern yeah. rock, all kinds of rock. Uh, but I, I, I'm going with Run the Jewels. Ooh, um, yeah. I think Run the Jewels would be a great addition to this festival. Um, I put them anywhere. Uh, I think they would blow most fans out of the water with the performance, the energy the two of them bring to the sets, um, and perhaps a special guest or two. But uh, Run the Jewels is a band I'd love to see, a little outside-the-box thought process from Louder Than Life there. I like it. Um, not one that I had on there, but, I mean, yeah, why not? Um, you get Jelly Roll at Rocklahoma, and you get other <laughs> stuff elsewhere, you know, why not? Cypress Hill mm-hmm. playing with Slipknot, you know, um, yeah. Why not? Um, Why not? Number two for me is Jerry. I want to see a solo set. Um, yeah. uh, I want to see him do stuff from the new album. I want to see stuff from Degregation Trip. I want to see stuff from Boggy Depot. Let's let's get it. You don't get to see these songs live. Let's. That's at the number two for me. Maybe one A. I would love to see a Jerry set. How close are we to the Jerry Cantrell tour at this point? Um, I believe Start it starts. Yeah, I believe it starts like in the next couple of weeks, if not. You going to a Jerry Cantrell show? No, I can't. Uh, can't work it in. Yeah. Oh no, we're still see. we're still a little ways away. March twenty fourth, according to Polestar. Yeah, and that's in St. Paul. So yeah, um, you know that would probably be the spot where I would go um, if I was going to do it, but. I have, I believe, I have Greta Van Fleet on the 22nd. No, hmm. on the 25th. Okay. It is that Friday night. So, yeah, I just can't see that happening. That would be difficult. That would be difficult. So, uh, uh, the next band for me is a, uh, the band leading into the headliner. Uh, this is a pretty obvious choice with me. Just released their first album in like a decade. Uh, over the last couple of months, I actually saw a post from their lead singer today um, stating that a tour is in the works and he was asking for suggestions on who they should be touring with. Um, it's my boys, Freddie D, West Borland, Sim Rivers, John Otto, DJ Lee, mm-hmm. yep. Lint Biscuit. Um, I, I want to see them. Um, I was very hopeful we were going to see them in Rockland. It would have been awesome in 2021. So I want them on the bill 2022, not as a headliner, because I don't know their headliner status in 2022, uh, but leading into the headliner, Lint Biscuits. I like it. Could very easily have been on my list as well. Um, but number one for me is Deftones. Oh, wow. Good choice. It's, Good choice. it's been <sighs> 2000. When did we see him in Kansas City? Two thousand six or seven. I think. No, I don't think it was. I think it was sooner than that. Was that? Um, yeah, but let's double check. You could be right. I want to say two thousand and ten. Yep, two thousand ten, October second, two thousand and ten. Okay, good job. Out. 
Allison Chain with Deftones and Mastodon. So, yes. Um, I would love to see it. Um, the last time we saw him was super, super, super cold. Could not really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but now would be perfect. Uh, that's a great choice. Great pick. I, I I think we should just have all 10 of these bands on the bill. Let's make yeah. it happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number one is the band that continues to postpone their return to the stage due to COVID. Um, and uh, it's, it's Rage Against the Machine. Um, yeah. They are currently not doing... They're originally on Coachella and Fallen. They're no longer on that. They're not on any festival bills in America. They do have Reading and Leeds Festival in late August over the pond. Um, but I, I think Louder Than Life, if there's one festival that could maybe pull them, um, I think it would be Louder Than Life. Um, could potentially be Aftershock since it's in California. But I, I'm rooting for Louder Than Life to get Rage Against the Machine on the motherfucking bill. And yeah. I'll, I'll take a day of Rage Against the Machine, Deftones, and Limp Bizkit. Make it happen. Come on. Oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeesh. Oh, man. Fantastic. Oh, man. Make my heart a flutter. Right? That's who I'm, that, those are my roots. Those are, that, those are 10 great acts, man. Let's make it happen. We're, yes. we're probably dreaming too big. We're probably dreaming too big. But I don't think we are. I have faith in DWP. Yeah. Probably dreaming too big. And By the way, for all people... those for all those Ruffle homies, uh, they announced the renewal start today, fifteenth right. year. They're they're teasing big things for year fifteen. We'll see about that. <laughs> that means you're gonna get Buck Cherry, you're gonna mm. get Jackal, mm-hmm. and let's see who else. Seven Dust. Seven Dust. Um, you're gonna get Nonpoint. Rob Zombie. Um, um, you're gonna get Five Finger Black Death Punch. Blackstone Cherry. Blackstone Cherry. Yeah. Still Panther. Uh-huh. Yeah. Be good. That's the unicorn lineup. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Right on. Well, we've got 90 minutes, my friend. 90 minutes. Yikes. I know. Um, we should much. probably. Yeah, we have. But that's okay. It's, that's this okay. is turning to the Joe Rogan podcast. We can go <laughs> another hour and a half and be Joe Rogan. I'm sure we could. Yeah. Let's talk about upcoming releases. Um, two chains got an album coming out on uh Friday. Um, okay. let's see. Um, I mean, you know, the big one that's coming out on Friday. I mean, we got for? we got two two big ones. Um, you got the new corn album comes yeah. out, and man. If you're not excited about this, then you are dead to me. Um, The motherfucking future of rock. Mm -hmm. The man who has 416 girlfriends, according Mm -hmm. to Facebook. Um, The guy who just got a brand spanking new tattoo that says future of rock across his abs, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. thug lifestyle. Um, The man who released a video about his new album where he is eating what looks to be a human heart and then making out with some chick and got upset because he lost some followers because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Jarris motherfucking Johnson. There you go. The album is I Want Blood slash I Want Love. 
comes out on the 4th. There we go. This is the most anticipated release of 2022 so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you, I mean, wow, what an introduction. So yeah. uh, I'll also say that my boy Jared from Head PE has a new album coming out this Friday. So I think we should do really let's do another. Let's do another big review. Okay. Let's do some. Let's do some Jarris. Let's do some okay. corn. Okay. Let's do some Head PE. All right. Head, so seriously, Head PE has got a new album coming out. Yeah, called California or something like that. It's like eighteen tracks, and there's a special guest on every single track for some reason. Uh. Yeah, I hate those kind of albums. Kind of weird. See how it goes. Okay, we will do that. So, top five list or a top five? Yeah, top five list. All right, we've done it all. (laughs) We Um, really need some suggestions. Yeah. So you don't have anything? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Hey, have you finished the Dave Grohl book? I have. Okay. I have finished it. Have you? Yes, I also finished it. I've been reading to Pearl every night. So yeah, we finished it earlier. Okay. Last well, week. we'll discuss. Let's discuss that next week. Okay. We can do that. I don't have a in, list. In lieu of the top five list, we'll discuss Dave Grohl's book. Okay. We'll, we'll do that. All right. Well, until then. Um. I mean, we may be on a couple of week hiatus, depending on um, if somebody's going to have a baby or not. Oh, we're definitely and, having a baby. Oh, okay. And depending on your schedule, but yeah. we'll try to we'll try to sneak in some time. May not be ninety minutes, so I hate to break it everybody's hearts. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until then, be safe, be happy. Well, I'm pulling for you. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed our 90 minutes. I have as well. Have a great night. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.